You're listening to the two dumb users. Fucking good riddance, okay? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Dumb Yinzers, this episode 237. What up, what up, what up, Big Mike? What up, homie? Oh, oh. man. Just living the you. fucking dream, brother. We got, oh, ser- we got issues. We have issues, Mike. <laughs> I, I, we have technological issues. And I don't possess the skills to, to fix these issues, Mike. Speaking of issues, they just one off on your computer. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be going, you know, back and forth with this computer throughout the duration oh, of the show. So just, is... just um, act like it's not happening. If you see it happening, I'm gonna try to be as discreet as I can, so we don't bore the viewers with uh with this this bullshit. But you know that this um technology. I'm sorry, dude, but that is so funny. Only the, you, my man. Only you can have these issues. I mean, the tech issue is crazy because I have three. I have three. Count them: one, two, three. Three different computers, Mike. I literally have the internet shooting into the computer. I mean, you you couldn't be any more in the computer. It's it's raw dick in it right into the computer, and I'm still having issues. I I can't even imagine the technological issues, Mike, that we're having. It's insane to me. This is this is like day five. We we just need a guy. Let's get a guy. Do you know a guy? I don't know a guy. Well, I know a guy, but not for that stuff. I mean, I'm just not the guy for that. I, I don't know what the the like, you know. I I don't know. We're like I said, we're we're going on day five here. I, I, I'm I don't still scratching my head. Like like uh, you're like you look like the like, like a little monkey that that looks for its like picking its own bugs off its head and eating. Well, that that is me, but that's besides the point, Mike. I I just don't know. I'm I'm losing my mind. Um. Uh, I, I, a couple of things I want to talk about before we get started right. today. Yeah. Um, there was last night overnight nearby at, at a bridge close to the studio here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an automobile accident. And yes. in this accident, there was a 17 year old and a 15 year old mm-hmm. and the 15 year old got killed. My issue is this, Mike. Now I, uh, let, me, let me start by saying I considered myself to be, you know, I, I pride myself on being somewhat of an asshole. But on the other hand, I also pride myself on having some sort of uh, compassion for other human beings. I, I mm-hmm. try to anyway. Yeah. But, you know, I'm reading through these uh, the, the thread of comments that people were uh, making about this accident that happened. And I, I don't know, 95% of them are just going off on, you know, these kids are criminals. <laughs> they, they shouldn't have been out in the middle of the night. They shouldn't have stole the car, which, uh, of course, I think everybody knows is is the, the case. Most people do keep their kids in and uh, out of this situation, but nothing is foolproof. And like, you know, as well as I do, we used to go out and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, you got yourself definitely got myself into some shit that I, I, I would never yeah. want to get back to my parents if I could uh, if I could avoid that. But I, I just I couldn't believe Mike and I'm going and it's pissing me off and I'm going on and on and, and they're going on in these messages. And I thought, for fuck's sake, I mean, you know, even if you were the judge, the jury, and the executioner, <laughs> which they're not, yeah, you know, it, it's not your, it, it, what about the, you know, the, these kids' uh, siblings? Mm-hmm. Okay, say say that you're, you know, you're so great and you could judge the parents of these people and know everything that's going on in everybody's lives constantly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, what about the little brother, the little sister? The and I, I don't know if these are you know really serious uh, real people with you know, the nine year old little sister of the fifteen year old boy yeah. who they you know he probably basically raised and um, and again I'm speculating as well but you know not in a, a malicious way uh, you know and grew up together and played together every day and these kids decided to make a bad decision and something like this this happens Mike and I just don't I, I don't get for the life of me. And they're fighting, yeah. and, and and these people are fighting with the people who are trying to to, to, to keep it cool, to keep it um, from getting ugly. And I, I, you know, I was so close. I, I was so close to just jumping. But what's what's it going to do if I jump in and, and somebody else? People, these people are just going to be assholes, no matter what oh, yeah. the case is. They're going to fight me. Mm-hmm. They're going to fight whoever you know sticks up. 
to me, it's just a a compassion for other human beings. I would think, Mike, I don't, um, I said, I don't know this person, but did you feel bad when, uh, you know, you, you felt bad when George Floyd dealt with the situation, you had your people to come out and said, you know, well, he was on drugs. It doesn't matter. That's not, yeah. Yeah. That's that's not your job. That's not your position. If you want to have those conversations with your your idiotic friends, text them, get on the horn and and have it with them to get out there in public and make these kind of statements about Mm -hmm. these people, I, I think is absolutely uncalled for Mike. Yeah, and and again, you know what you do, you could say, you know, they they have the right to their, their opinion, and and ultimately, that's I I respect that, that part of it I respect, not what they're saying. I don't respect what they're saying, but I do respect their opinion. Their you know they 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 can express themselves however they'd like, but that it really it was really bothering me, man. And I I wanted to get on and talk about it a little bit this morning because, like I said, um, you know I, I have kids in that age range, and yeah. uh, you know, and and not all families are together, and not uh. You know, if Joey, like I said, we we did so much bad shit. Oh yeah, kids. God. And they decide to go out and, and and let's let's take the car, and and mom works two jobs and she's just trying to sleep to get up for the next morning to go mm-hmm. to work and you know maybe dad lives somewhere else. It just it 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 it, it pissed me off in a sense. Not so much that it was the stuff that was being said. It was so much the 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 um the volume. Yeah. How everyone just kept you know clinging to the people that that really was going off on these people. And and again, uh, you know, it was unfortunate, Mike, the way the ice, the roads were, the black ice. And if you're a kid, you don't know what you're doing and you're driving. Mm-hmm. I can understand how bad things can happen because, again, I've been through that. Um, I, just, I, I, I just have a problem with these people. And what do you, and mm-hmm. what do, you do? On one hand, it's like, okay, you know what? They, they form their opinion. You're supposed to move on and, and scroll on. And, and a part of me is okay with that. These people are, you know, they think any type of criminal offense should be automatically be met with death. Yeah. If you if you think about it, like, oh, oh, they did something. Oh, uh, they got killed. Oh, okay. Well, that's what you get. It's like, no, no, that's that's not how this works. It's not how society works. It's like, I don't know, like, like there's a lack of empathy for other people. Like, can you just say, oh man, that sucks, and then move on? Everyone has like social media, and like what we're doing. Like, everyone just thinks that that. Everyone wants to hear what you have to say. Oh, everybody's Bill sh- O'Reilly all of a sudden. Everybody's Carl Tuckerson or whatever the fuck his name is. This spouting off nonsense to be heard, to gain an audience, to get a reaction out of people. It's like these people are stupid. Like it's not like these kids went out on a killing spree. They went yeah. joyriding, and then they, you know, this happened. You you you're cheering their death. There, that says a lot more about you than it does about them, or absolutely, those, or even their parents that you were trying to judge. You are like the worst person out of this. You group. better be perfect. You are the the worst. If exactly. you were, but if you, you are guilty, done, your kids have better done nothing. No one in your you, family has better done anything wrong. You're right. If you if you are on judging these people, you are just as mm-hmm. bad. You if you you're like I said, you better be perfect. Yeah. You better be, you know, walking on water. You better have raised your kids to never, uh, to, to, to never, ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever get into a bad situation. Yeah. Well, my kids don't steal car. Well, you know what? Good for you. Because, you know what? Somewhere else out there, somebody's kid did and somebody died. Yeah. Are you okay, little man? So that's where I'm at, Mike. That's where I'm at. Me too. I, I hate these people. They, they always have something stupid to say. Not, not even like it, you. Like if you want to try and make a witty comment, leave that to a professional comedian that will. You think is going to say one thing and turns out and says the next something different to lighten the situation. How about you? If you can't do that, sit this one out with your shitty comments, people. You don't even know that the families are. Uh, you know, you'd imagine. Yeah, that somebody would be contacted by now. <laughs> but, but people are online first thing in the morning. You don't know what's going on. You don't even know yeah. if people's families even mm-hmm. know. Like, like these people that are sitting here and judging these people, like, oh, they're terrible this, terrible that. Why are you on Facebook at like five, six o'clock in the morning? Shouldn't yeah. your ass be at work then? If you're one of the, you know, these people that wants to be all high and mighty, shouldn't you be at work? Shouldn't you yeah. be taking care of your family? Maybe you be making sure your perfect children aren't doing anything wrong. Yeah. Better go check your kids. They might be they, doing something. Yeah, they, they might be doing something. I guarantee you, like these people that are saying this, they're yeah, I 
I have a feeling there's a high probability that they beat their kids. <laughs> Allegedly. Mm. Um, I, I hate I hate people. Normally, like I'm the asshole on Facebook and Twitter. And that's and stuff, what but you, said, I, you don't fuck around with shit like that. I could unless it's like some like. I don't know if it was a grown ass adult doing something stupid and they suffer the consequences. Yeah. You know, these are kids, kids. But even if it, that be the they case, supposed to like, grow and learn, you still have compassion for somebody who dies. I don't care what the situation is. And unless it's somebody like a killer who kills mm-hmm. a bunch of people, and then kills himself. Yeah. Obviously, you know, yeah. that would, wouldn't fall in that category. But I, I, I tend yeah. to think that, um, you know, what if a, if a kid dies, no matter what the situation, you, you probably shouldn't, it might be a little too early, in other words. Yeah, to for... start judging. Because, you know, they're kids. My God, they can change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. I like, yeah, I like that. I like that segue. I'm like, I'm ready to, I'm ready yeah. to, I'm ready to change. <laughs> I'm ready to change like these kids. I'm going to grow from this. I'm not. Hey, I got a text. <laughs> I we, we were, we're moving into um, interview season, Michael. Football is coming mm-hmm. to an end. Yes. Uh, I got a text just this morning from somebody that we had on the show before. You want to take a couple guesses? Who wants to uh, come on and, and do an interview, Mike? Well, we already went through. Well, I already know people from Hit 'Em Hard are coming on. Right. We got Hit 'Em Hard is in the works. Yes, that is very true. Mm. That's not who I'm talking about. This person contacted me, and they were on the show before. I'm under the suspicion that they are catching wind of a lot of our stuff that's, that's, that's afloat, that's out in the social media world and TikTok world and everything else. Uh, they contacted me this morning out of nowhere and asked us if we were going to be, if we were um, interested in having them back on for interviews and whatnot. I'm at a loss because it can be a lot of people. It could be I, a lot of people. And I don't want to say the wrong one. Oh, you can say the wrong one. You can say the wrong stuff all the time. No, I say the wrong stuff all the time. <laughs> We just argue about it, and then I move on. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me just roll through people we've had on. Please, yeah. Um, Casey? No. Joker? No. LBR Trap? No. Uh, and was it first season or second season? Second season. Um... It would probably fall in the upper echelon of our our uh, Miss Pandora. No, no. Aurora Snow. No. Which I am expecting a, a package from her, and and you all will be able to enjoy that with us when we do get it. But that is no, that is not the is someone uh, from the whack pack. No. You're really running out of people, Mike. I am too. I'm process of elimination. You're eventually going to get it. Now, now I'm just drawing blanks on names. I can picture faces. <laughs> I, you would know this person. I know them. I don't know. I, I don't know. Did you just spill the beans? I'm, I'm at a franchise. Lot. Shane Douglas, no way. the former face of the franchise of the ECW wrestling, contacted no me just about way. 45 minutes before we got on the air this morning, and wanted to see if we uh, were interested in talking to him again. And I have yet to get him back. I wanted to square it up with you in, in a professional environment. Where professional environment did. on air. Heck yes, yeah. yes. For us and, and everybody that, that, that loved and involved with this show, you all get to be part of this decision. Mike, I... I you I'm know pumped. What? Because the last time, if you think about it, we only had him on the phone call. Interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were only able to do the phone call. So this time, this time, Mike, he would be, you know, he would be on in video and, uh, you know, we get to see him and mm-hmm. vice versa. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm all about it, Mike. Heading into heading into interview season, that's you know probably po- yeah, you know somebody we could get up there pretty quick and uh, be a good. Interview. I would like that, yes, because yeah, I was not able to interview Mister Mister Shane Douglas last time. You're right, right. Um, so now I'm gonna have to go have back it. and I'm gonna have to you know go back and watch some wrestling. Yeah, man, it's like of, it's like such a chore for me, man. And a lot of, Something a lot of things enjoy. going on in wrestling too, you know. Yeah, there's a lot going on too, man. Sammy Zayn betraying the bloodline. You know, Vince getting involved back in everything. And yes, yes. The cells, the, you know, so it is very interesting. Wild is going on, yeah. Shane Douglas's point of view, because you, you recall from the last show, he was very informative and, um, mm-hmm. and he's long-winded too. So, you know, I'm sure we could get a lot of interesting, interesting scoop. The less talking I have to do, I think everyone agrees, it's the best for yes. business. 
that is the policy here at the show. <laughs> or you let me talk enough and I stick my foot in my mouth. That's the second policy. That's policy <laughs> A and B. <laughs> they kind of like, you know, contradict each other. Yeah. But you, but you know, I'll eventually get there with my stupidity. I'll call them by the wrong name all the time during the oh, interview. Yeah. Uh, Mike, a couple of big news uh, things just this morning. We noted yesterday, possibly, possibly, that Mr. Cam Hayward and Pat Fryermuth might be filling in for the mm-hmm. uh, Chiefs that are going to the Pro Bowl. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about Muth at the moment, but I do know as of this morning, Cam did get the call. Cam Hayward will be. Cam Hayward will be. Let me fix this real quick. Here. See, look, look, you mentioned his name and the podcast goes awry. Cam Haley or Cam Hayward. Look what you're doing, Mike. Stop. No, this is look Cam Hayward's doing this to Every the time podcast. I said his name. Let's let's try this one more time. Ready? Cam Clam. Hayward. Clam. But Cam Hayward did get the call, Mike. He will be at the games this weekend. We'll call him the games because I'm not quite sure what to make of the all pros uh weekend. As far as I know, there will be festivities, um, competitions, things like that, and a flag football game to finish it off for the weekend. And Cam will be there. Still, I don't know what the deal is with the tight end situation, uh, whether they did pick somebody or whether Muth still has a chance. But, but Mike, Pat Fryermuth, one of two tight ends in NFL history mm-hmm. to have 60 catches or more in their first two seasons. You tell me this guy isn't going to be a, a Hall of Famer one day? I think you're crazy. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the Hall of Fame part, but like one of the better tight ends in the league. Yeah, he'll be there up there quick. I he's already he's vastly approaching that level. Um I I just I don't see how Cam makes the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I don't if you look at stats, oh yeah, yeah, it's a good season. If you look at the actual play, you know, where those stats were accumulated, it was not a good season. Mm, yeah. He was just he disappeared for the majority of the games my guy he was not there at all like you you would go through games like did he do anything did he do anything did he make a play did did he affect the game in a positive manner no not until like the last four games of the year he finally decided to show up i i just don't get it i don't get it this you know once again you know the pro bowl is a popularity <laughs> contest so it was put a popular name in there who who has decent stats on the page Let's get him in here. Excuse me. Yes. No, that's what happened, Mike. There's definitely, definitely, definitely more, um, in my opinion, deserving defensive tackles that, that could be in this game that made a bit more of an uh, impact. You know, the thing was, you're, you're right, Mike. If you look at his numbers, that's what it breaks down Isn't to. They're good numbers. Um, defense, he was just part of a defense that ended up pulling their shit together at the right time. Yeah. And you know it wasn't was it was it what Cam was doing? I, I don't know. I just think he was a part of the whole. No. Which, like I said, they did really good at the no. second half of the year. They didn't do terrible all year long. If you think about mm-hmm. it, you take them two games out. That uh, yeah, you know. But I I I agree, Mike. I don't I don't know. I think if anybody should be there, it should mm-hmm. be High Smith going in place of TJ mm-hmm. more than Cam going in in uh, the, yeah. the All Pro game. And I also think that Friarmuth should get the nod as well. But like I said, I'm not sure who else out there is um, in the pool of players that they're picking. Yeah, from. I'm trying to think of like AFC tight ends that will be above right. him. And there's Mark not Andrews, that many. But he's already in. Mark Andrews already in. Uh, yeah, I I just don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I think what would kill him would be his touchdown production drop this year. So it might might hold him out. And they're just on that level. But I wouldn't be surprised. Like next year, he's going to be in that conversation. Like him. Um, Mark Andrews, per, Waller. Numbers, I mean, they didn't. They didn't um, suffer. Kelsey, like they, yeah. they were still pretty impressive numbers for a tight end. Oh yeah. And you talk about a, a player that that's uh, lacking due to you know good quarterback play. Mark Andrews could have certainly fell in that category as well mm-hmm. with Baltimore with their situation. So yeah, I don't think that would be enough to keep this this fellow no. out. Like I said, he has sixty plus catches in his first two seasons. Him and only one other person in the history of the game has done yeah. that. If anything, I'd say that this guy deserves to go, but like we all know, mm-hmm. it is a popularity contest. Yeah. Once they break that threshold, Mike, once they break that threshold and they become the guy, it's You're, hard to get them out. Yeah. Because, yeah. like know? I said, man, like I think this season coming up is going to be the season that more people start talking about Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. What I mean by that is like more people on the national level of like the NFL network and ESPN talking and more and more about happens, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. And once that happens, he'll be in then, there every then you year. go off. Then people are like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Pat Fryermuth's yeah, one yeah. of the best, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. We've done that since year. rookie year, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there you go. I hope, I, I hope uh, you know, since Cam made it, I hope uh, Friarmuth makes it. One way or another, I mean, it's, it's going to make me see what's going on for a couple of reasons. I want to see how this plays out. I want to see yeah. what they're doing to challenges. I want to see. So I will. I'll be tuned in like a lot of people this weekend just out of curiosity. But as I'm tuning in, I like to see more of the guys with my uniform on. We know that Mink is going to be there. We know that Cam's going to be there. So two guys on defense. One guy, if we could get him in there on the offense, that'd be great. Fill in for Travis Kelsey, of course. Yeah. He's playing in the Super Bowl. That I, I, I'll be tuned in, man. I'm going to be checking it out. That bum Travis Kelsey. What's he ever done? Yeah, right. <laughs> if it wasn't for Gronk, he'd be the, the tight end of this era. Uh, yeah. A couple speculations that might uh that, that we could smash. We could take a hammer and smash right at the moment. Yesterday there was a lot of talk of Kel uh Kellen Moore after getting released, fired by the Cowboys, possibly coming and taking over role for Matt Canada, but that isn't gonna play out because he got um signed by the he got hired by the Chargers. Um, Kellen Moore is going to the Chargers, uh, where they need a lot of help because you know what? You put together a good offensive idea, a good game plan with, with mm -hmm. Justin Herbert. Oh, you're God. gonna really get some things going. And you know, if you could build a little bit of a team around him, San, San Diego, Los Angeles, they have potential to be a pretty good team. They snuck in the, you know, they got into the playoffs and, yeah. and uh, you know, give them a couple more pieces and see what they could do. Like, my God, if you know, if their if their head coach doesn't decide to play Mike Williams in a meaningless game and get him hurt to where he's uh, yeah. not in that playoff game, uh, let's lose your best receiver who like when he's out out of the lineup. You have a losing record. When he's in the lineup, you have a winning record. Why don't you yeah. do everything to keep him healthy going into the playoffs? I, it's Brandon Staley. He he just he frustrates me, man. He he boneheaded move after boneheaded move. I just don't get it. I would, you know, and, and like this, like you said, you kind of have to go with what's working. And if you, uh, you, you know, you're ignoring issues like the guy that you were ten and one with when he's in and one <laughs> five and one yeah. when he's out. I, I'd be willing him out in a fucking gurney no matter what the situation was <laughs> because he's probably, yeah, you know, if he's that big of an impact, he's probably yeah. going to be just as good if he's um, not as, not 100% as yeah. a lot of these guys are at 100% because they're just that kind of guy. They're that they're an impact maker. Yeah, I, and, uh, I just I just don't get it. I don't get it, man. Why, why you let the guy get hurt in a meaningless game? Yeah. Well, they'll learn. They're going to be a competitor. You, you they'll, they'll put it together, you know. Um, like there are, I, you know what? I don't know what TV plays for, but I just seen this um, either last night or this morning. A Steeler late draft pick, Chris Oladokun, mm -hmm. is in the Super Bowl, Mike. Who does he play for? Please, please Did he update get me. Picked up by, um, oh my God, I haven't thought about that name. Chris Oladokun might be getting a, a ring, Mike. Kansas City Chiefs, baby. There you go. Chris Oladokun, another connection. Um, or I believe it was our seventh round pick. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, seventh pretty... round pick, pick 241. We could have had Brock flipping Purdy. We could have Brock Purdy. We could have had, uh, yeah, yeah, right? Um, I. So <laughs> there you go. Another yeah, connection. Their, yeah, he's on their practice squad, yeah. So, yeah. And also, I do want to mention there's a, a gentleman named Justin Watson. He's a receiver for the Chiefs. He is also from the area. He's from South Fayette. I failed to oh, wow. mention him yesterday. Yes. I forgot and about him. I did yeah. too, entirely. Oof. So I, you know, there's this, a lot. This a... Western PA, man, is a hotbed. We love we love our football, man. And we we love these kids. And you know what? I, I it's gonna bring even more people in. Even though the Steelers ain't in there, like you said, Mike, it's a hotbed, so it's mm -hmm. gonna draw people in an area that already is big into the Super Bowl and things like that. So I can't wait. I can't wait, Mike. We're 11 days away, give or take. Um, at this point, Mike, in 2023, there are only four. I know this is ridiculous, but there's only four undefeated teams in 2023, one of them being the Chiefs. If they lose, that will leave three. Three undefeated teams, which will be who? The Falcons, the Lions, and the Steelers. Three undefeated teams. If the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl <laughs> in 2023, man. <laughs> Be undefeated for uh, months. That, that that is awesome. You so the teams who won like what their last last game of the year before the playoffs. Yes. Basically, teams us that, teams that couldn't make it the to the Lions, playoffs. the Falcons, and then a few playoff teams. Yeah, I guess. All, all the teams that are on Twitter making fun of their divisional rivals for losing yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's like, but they are they are undefeated, Mike. Any way you slice it, you can't hurt my feelings. Oh, this computer can hurt my feelings. A computer can hurt your feelings. 
There you go. Hurt my feelings. Yeah, there Roblox. Go. Be good. <laughs> you know what? I'm not cutting any of this. This is just gold right here. Yeah, no, leave it on. It's all oh, good. Now. Yeah. The, the bad video, terrible audio. Heck yeah. We're mm. going all out today. We are going all out. Like, my God. I just, your computers are making me mad because I, you know, I think I have everything nice and pretty for us. And this is what you do to me. I, I, the thing is, I can't imagine what it would be between three computers. You know what I mean? That's why I, we, we need a guy. We need a guy. Uh, I think we need to buy you a new computer. I think that's what it is. We need a guy. Nah. Last time we had a guy, he ended up. Uh, 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 I don't want to go on about the guy. Yeah, let's let's let, let's move on. Big news! Big news! Big news! Last night, Mike the pit. Well, the ACC football schedule was released. I saw I have that pit schedule right here in front of me. Let's do some talking about the uh, pit Panthers, Mike. Uh, coming in April, April 15th is mm -hmm. the blue gold game. If you want to get down to Acrisure Stadium, I think it's one o'clock on that date. It's the blue gold game. Check that out. And then also, Mike, we do, we have a dozen games other here also to talk about. <laughs> I got to tell you right off the top. I'm not real thrilled with the, with the schedule making this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why I think that, you know, Alabama kind of picks cupcakes a lot of times for their, their. And not only Alabama, a lot of teams they pick cupcakes for their with for their exhibition games, and they they, they run it up on these teams. Yeah. And then you look back months from now, and you're like, well, they they beat uh, Appalachian State fifty four to nothing. So you just throw it into the category; these guys are really good. Yeah. So it starts off with Wolford, which uh, I think yeah. is an amazing game to, to uh, schedule. I would schedule Wolford every year, <laughs> just as that kind of a game to kind of get going, get your wheels turning, yeah. and put up some numbers. <laughs> Then, second game of the year, right out the gate, we play Cincinnati, who wasn't as good, you know, obviously as they were last year, making it to the playoff, yeah. doing really good things. They fell off. They lose some players in the draft. That's fine. But Cincinnati, I, you know, I, you don't know what to make of this team. It's like Tennessee. Is it, it going to be a good game? Is it going to mm -hmm. be a bad game? Is it going to be a good team? They bring that early in the season, you don't know. And again, that's when Penn, the, uh, the Pitt Panthers often fall to some of these teams early in the season because you just don't know. Then you go to West Virginia. Backyard brawl. Backyard baby. brawl. And you remember how this year's went with the the fin the way that finished out in the game, mm -hmm. the interception, and MJ takes it to the house. Yeah. And then you get into your division, your conference play, North Carolina, Virginia at Virginia Tech, Louisville at home, at Wake Forest, at Notre Dame. Oh, geez, let's throw another one in here. Let's let's throw another one in here for a team. The past two seasons, you lose to Eastern Michigan. You lose to, you know, these early games that you, you should win. Yeah. Let's throw Notre Dame in there. Why don't we? Why not? Let's, Why let's not? throw USC in at this point, you know? Well, hey, at least Notre Dame, you guys will be on a primetime game. I, uh, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to get killed. Be on NBC, is, baby. They always, always, we always play Notre Dame good. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I, I like a pit Notre Dame game. Because we do have history with the Big East mm -hmm. and things like that. But I don't know. I'm just, like I said, you're trying to build this up. You want to make it look yeah. better, I think. You'd think for you know a lot of these kids coming in or you know for recruiting and things like that. Well, that, that, that's why you need to play these bigger teams. Yeah, what you if you gotta... get killed 35 to 7? I mean, that doesn't well, look good. Yeah, you got to play them. You got to create the illusion that you're good, at least if you're not going to be yeah, good. That's what Pitt has done the last two years is create the illusion that they're good they're actually they they have the second most the second most wins in the conference only one win behind clemson over the past two years um also mike moving on florida state florida state we play at home a lot of people are telling win. me florida state is going to be a really good team oh wait, no, oh wait yeah they were 10 and 3 last year what am i saying florida state are the cicadas of the um the acc <laughs> <laughs> every 17 years they put out that championship team and that's what I, a buddy of mine, I, somebody sent that the other day. I, I, they said that they were going to kill spit. I guess we're spit. Pit is spit. Pit ain't, you know what, bleep. And I had said, um, I, I forgot. I, it's like I forgot these guys were even in the conference. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, haven't been, they, like, they really have not been relevant in a long, long while. No. No, they have. Like I said, they, they only do it for this short little period of time, and they go yeah. away for a while. And believe me, he's there every time. Every time it happens, he's there in my face with this shit. Um, next one, Mike. This is a big one for me. I, I like this one because I might go. 
This is the away game against Syracuse. Now, this is the Yankee Stadium game that I've been I was hoping yes. for for bowl yeah. season. It marks the 100 years since these two teams first met at Yankee Stadium, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Yankee Stadium, the pinstripe game. I, I like this. I if I if I ever do anything this year, this might be the one thing that I do because I really want to get up there to the, the Yankee Stadium and check this game out. Yeah. You, you know that I was very interested in getting up there if they did play the uh, the bull game up there, which mm-hmm. they didn't. But uh, certainly, certainly in the back of my mind on that one. I wasn't uh, yawning they, about the game. I'm sorry, I was just yawning in general. Oh, good man. I wasn't. I forgot that you were here. Um, the next <laughs> yeah, game, I know you're going off your soliloquy about or, uh, Pitt. Uh, next game, Mike. The ninth. Um, sorry, the eleventh game of the year. Boston College at home. Always a winnable game. And then finally, they finish up against Duke. The at Duke is they the finale of the season. Duke, and that's going to be the one that they lose. They're definitely going to lose that game. I'm Mike, calling I it right to, now. There's just I, there's a handful of games. I can see them fighting for to, to get that. I, I think maybe six, seven seven wins, seven wins, maybe five losses out of the schedule. I, I really do. Mm. I see a Notre Dame loss. I could see a Florida State loss. I mean, if you're going to beat uh, Wake Forest and Syracuse, yeah. I would be surprised. So maybe one of them. That's yeah. just the second half of the season. You don't know what you're getting with Cincy. West yeah. Virginia is going to be out for blood because of how last year's game went and the, mm-hmm. the backyard brawl is back. It's going to be a big thing. And you know how those guys, those fans are down there. Yeah. Now we're going down there. And mm-hmm. then and then that's and then that leaves you with North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Louisville, which if you beat all three of them, you know, you might still be in decent shape. But you, you know, what if you lose one of them games? So yeah, I, I don't see it being a great year, Mike. I, I see it some of the, the the transfer portal was very successful for Pitt. Actually, yeah. but um, let's get let's let's throw this in, uh, into a ball and throw it against the wall and see how it splats. I guess because I I think that it could be a tough season, Mike. I I don't know. I think I think they're going to do well. I think they're going to do well. You're actually being very pessimistic for your pit team, and I don't like that, man. You're usually all amped up for pit. You're Phil Jerkovich, baby, coming back. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm excited about Phil. You know, well, Ugh. Penn State schedule was also released. Let me go on one quick thing about Penn State yeah. before you go on about Penn State. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I just didn't know if you knew, knew their schedule was out. Penn State's basketball team mm-hmm. has a guy who put out 25 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. I'm going to get you his jersey because his name is Jalen Pickett. <laughs> I got to get you a nice Penn State pick. Well, finally, finally, we got it. We got a good picket around. <laughs> But go ahead, uh, entertain us with your with your Penn State All right. knowledge. Penn State, we open we open against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Ooh. You know we don't open up with a cream puff. Like yeah, Pitt. we want Wolford, baby. We we open up with our cream puff on week two. We have dignity and respect for the game. We wait till week two, baby. We play Delaware. Apparently, Joe Flacco is coming back. Yes. Then, then we travel to Illinois. It's always a weird game for me there. I Every time I watch it, I think we're going to lose there. It's the way their field looks. feels like you should lose there. Then we get the Iowa Hawkeyes at home. Then we play That's at Northwestern. Game. At Northwestern, for me, they play that spread often still, I think, and that always freaks me out. I always think we're going to lose against them, but we tend to win. Then, then we got the powerhouse that is UMass, baby. UMass. Mm, okay. Nice little palate cleanse. Or when we travel to Columbus the following week and get our asses whooped by Ohio State. So then we follow that up. We got a home game against Indiana. That's nice little another pallet country. You know, you're doing good, doing good. Get Indiana, travel down to Maryland, you know, should beat them. Then we beat got the a home game. Yep. Then a home game against Michigan. Hopefully, so it goes a lot better than last year. Then, you know, we have Rutgers at home. Nice little palate cleanse before we travel up to East Lansing to play Michigan State for the Battle of the Land Grant Trophy. So that's, that's going to that wrap it up. That wraps it up. And, you know, we have the new starting quarterback. Drew Alar will be starting at quarterback. He's from Medina, Ohio. So hopefully he can go into Ohio State and be like, why'd you let me leave and go in there and whoop the asses? It's gonna be so know. weird not seeing that guy, the one that's been quarterback up there. Oh the god, I know. He had a good decade up there. He, he did too. But I don't know, man. We have a good running game with that. Katron Allen, Nicholas Singleton, really good running attack. Th- those two both were freshmen last year, and they just ran over everyone. Uh pretty decent receiving core. 
tight end core is pretty good. So, you know, hopefully upgrade that offense on defensive line. Looking at Penn State. Last year, I think, what did they, how many games did they win last year? Penn State? Penn State, I have it right here. 11 and 2. 11 and 2. I think, I think we're going to drop down just a little bit. I think it's going to be like a 9 10 win season for Penn State. Yeah, I think Michigan and Ohio State's obviously always going to be the big ones. I mean, yeah, I think I think those two down. are losses, and then there might be a, like an upset mixed in here. Yeah, like one of these away games where I think you know it's just something's going to happen. You know, you got a true sophomore starting at quarterback who really has a whole lot of playing time, has a lot of talent, a lot of potential. But I just have a feeling like one of those away games against one of those teams you should beat. That's there's something weird's going to happen. Like that team's nine. Gonna, Oh, good. I'm sorry. Uh, that that de- you know, one of those defenses is going to be fired up, throwing weird exotic looks at the at the kid, and it's going to be just enough to trip him up. I like the nine win plateau for them. It gives you a little wiggle room because, of course, like you said, mm-hmm. you could kind of always chalk up Ohio State and Michigan. You know, in yeah. your preseason, trying to get an idea what your record's mm-hmm. going to be. You could always throw them into losses right off the top. Yeah. You throw another team in there, another, you know, like you said, a, a nine, nine is a safe place for me. If they yeah, have a really nine, good, like nine to 10, nine if they're to playing 10. strong, I mm-hmm. think they'll finish with a 10. But like you said, yeah. if there's something along the way that trips them up nine, I, and I'm yeah, much they, lower. They have that. a lot of, like a lot of players on that defense are coming back this year. I think Manny Diaz is coming back as a D coordinator. So that helps too. Yeah. Uh, one okay, that's where I would Mike. Oh, geez, Louise, you, you got me so off thrown off here. Well, we talked about a, a um, a Dalakun a moment ago, Mike, but one player that we could take off of our list, and I don't even know if we're making a change back from college to the pros. I, I'm just going to bring this up because okay, <laughs> um, Jalen Ramsey, holy contract. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, Mike, signs a five-year deal with the Rams for $20 million a year. $20 million a year. $25 million signing bonus, 71.2 guaranteed. Mike, he is on pace for over $100 million with this contract. That is insane. So anybody that was speculating that that Jalen Ramsey could end up in our defensive backfield, you would have just lost, you know, 80% of the other rest of the team. And that's the that, thing that kind of concerns me about a team like the Rams. What do you, you know, now, now you got to figure out how to play the, play the rest of your guys. That's nuts. I, I, I don't get it. I, 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 I that's a lot to give a guy. That's a lot of money in for someone of his age. That is just insane. Yeah. Insane. So there you have that. Jalen Ramsey will not be a Steeler ever, I, unless his I head know. falls off. His head falls off. They might get into us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way, no way he's coming to Pittsburgh. I just, I can't, I, I don't see it happening. And that, that much money, man, because he, he's getting up there in age, isn't he? I, I mean, he's probably in his prime. He's, tw- he's twenty eight years old, and they signed yeah. him for what five years. That's a yeah, that's that's a nice age. Eh, thirty three, but is he still going to be worth that much at thirty three? Oh, thirty three and dump his ass or make somebody make a deal where somebody else has to. Yeah, pay I, I I wonder like that that contract's probably going to be like most of them like front loaded for like the first two to three years. Yeah, get a lot of that guaranteed money in the first couple first year and then some more in the second year and then after that, you know, the dead cap space would be a lot easier to manage for them. In the, in the back end. And that's how a lot of these contracts are. You get the stuff front loaded and then you cut them at the end. Yeah, absolutely, man. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind having them for like two to three years, but five years, that's a bit much. And, and for that price tag. And one of the, you know, the Rams for all these, a, but you know, cornerback is one of the most important positions. So I understand. You got to field 52 other guys, though. You know what I mean? How, yeah. that, that, that would be the challenge. They'll find it, a way to. There, there, there's ways now to manipulate the cap and move money around. Like, you know, RGM man, Omar Khan, that was his job was the cap guru. Like, teams wanted to get this guy to come in and manage their salary cap because that's how good he is at, you know, restructuring contracts. So, like, the rest of the league is figuring that out of how to move money around to get your cap space, turn in guarantees to signing bonuses and all this. And it has to be a kick man. in the a kick in the dick every time this guy gets hurt because the money that you're investing <laughs> right? into him. Yeah, you know, 
every second he ain't out there. Mm-hmm. I would, if I was going to pay that kind of money, it would be to my franchise quarterback. Uh, like you said, I mean, corner the corner is a very, very important position. But I mean, that, that money is unbelievable, Mike. That, that is a lot of money, but you know, they they do have their money in their quarterback too. So you know, it is what Baker. it is. Where is where is Baker going? He's not going to be back there next year. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, Stafford's not going anywhere. Yeah, this is the best Stafford's ever had in his life. He ain't going oh, nowhere. Oh fuck no! Huh? After the stint in Detroit, anywhere. yeah. It's a step up if you're on the subway mm-hmm. and being on the Detroit team. Yeah. Well, like Jalen did, he did play every game this year. That's and a plus. He played 17 this year, 16 last year, 15 the year before. It was like in that 2019 where he played like 12 games where he yeah. had that. So only like, you know, and before that he played all 16 games. So he just had that little, that one year where you know, people started thinking, oh no, he's injury prone, but he's proved, you know, hey, that was just a fluke year. I tell you what, you, you got to love that Jacksonville team early on with with him and Miles Jack. That defense that, beat us in the playoffs that last time. That, that, that defense was good. People thought that was going to be the defense on the rise. That was going to yeah. take the league by storm. And that team just couldn't, they just couldn't put it together, man. They couldn't get a quarterback. Yeah, too bad it couldn't all fall in the same time period where, you know, they get their, they finally get their franchise quarterback. Yeah. Blake Bortles to... was not the guy. No, no. He's like one of those quarterbacks that was forced into the first round just because he was good. Who's that other guy? That um, Tannehill was the one down in Miami. Ginsh, Minshew, Minshew. Garner Minshew. Yeah, he was not a bad quarterback. No, but he's not. He's not one to lead you. No, he's not. People liked him because he had that weird name, the weird mustache, and that. And he was surprisingly good for his. uh, Yeah, but he is what he is. He is what he is. He's overblown. He he's like he's Jacksonville's version of the. Of Duck Hodges, but he's actually better than Duck Hodges. Yeah. I wish could Duck Hodges on this show make fun oh, of him. Fuck no. Fuck that guy. Uh, the quarterback situation in San Francisco, which I think is hilarious. I love it. <laughs> hilarious because of how great they had things. I'm going to just go down through the, uh, the the injuries, Mike, of the things that they had to go through this year and endure. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, uh, with his torn ulnar collateral ligament, he has uh, surgery. Surgery coming up for that. It's going to be a six month period of time that he's going to be no. have have to recover. I'm sorry. Is is he getting the surgery? Because I read somewhere he's trying to see if he can avoid it and do therapy. I think if it's surgery, it's a six month healing yeah. thing, and if it's no surgery, it's like eight to ten months, Ooh, give or take. Wow. So one way or another, it's going to affect him moving forward yeah. because uh, um, JG. Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot, obviously. Now he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they're uh, you know they're they're the plan A. <laughs> Trey Lance broke his fibula and uh, he had ligament damage. Damage. He had two surgeries on his ankle. Mm-hmm. The guy had issues. So I don't want to ever see guys get hurt. It's not my thing. No. It's not the reason I watched the game. But I do laugh. Huh? about the San Francisco 49ers quarterback situation. I'm glad that they were going with the um the 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 punter or whoever it was that was playing quarterback in that last game because if anybody deserves it, it's them. They had the good fortune for 99.9% of the season and you know what when it came to when it yeah. mattered, it came back and bit them in the ass. I think that's funny again. Huh. The whole circumstance, it was like, you know, oh, we lost our our quarterback of the future who we thought was going to be our guy, Trey Lance. Oh, no. We got to go with Jimmy G. Jimmy G's lighting him up. Oh, no. We lost Jimmy G. Who, who the F's this guy? Who the F's Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy yeah. rattles off seven to eight straight wins. You're like, oh, okay, we got a guy. And boom, I would have shared. It's like <laughs> if that other dude came in and led them to the upset. Yeah. I, I would have been a while. I would have came. Yes. Jeremiah Johnson or whatever the freak his name was. Matter of fact, I think this guy played in either the XFL or the USFL. I think I came across that at some point. The the, the guy that stepped in and played the other day mm-hmm. for the 49ers, he was a um, former player in one of those two uh, leagues. Mike, I, I got to give uh, – I don't know. Well, well, Let me ask you something. Now we're talking about quarterbacks, Mike. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, you know – Art Rooney came out and said that, you know, we're, we're going to try to keep Mitch Trubisky here. Yeah. What do you think is the best move to make with Mitch Trubisky? Be, be the guy. Be be the general manager. Tell me what your move would be 
if you were sitting at the table right now and they said, all right, let's uh, take care of Mitch Trubisky. Um, I, I'm keeping him because we saw how important it is to have multiple quarterbacks who are able to come in and play on the roster. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like, you just, my God, just look at our quarterback history, Ben. You know, he would mm-hmm. have periods where, you know, one, two games here, and you need that quarterback who can come in and play and win you a game or do enough to not lose you a game. No, we had that with Charlie Batch. We had that with um, Byron. Byron, thank you. And, you know, we we saw it like, hey, look at um the 49ers. What we just talked about, they went from Trey Lance to Jimmy G, and then the hey Brock Purdy. You they found someone in Brock Purdy, but they had you know two who they thought were two quality starters in that spot. When one went down, they were able to continue to go and dominate. So you, yeah, it should. I have no problems keeping him here, and I have no problem keeping him here for that salary. And he's going to make, like, what, $8 million this year or whatever it is. But, you know, our starting quarterback is only on a rookie contract. So you're paying, like, between your two quarterbacks, you're paying $12 million for, right. for two for your number one and your number two quarterback total. Somewhere along those lines. That, take you know, advantage. Yeah, take advantage of that. So that's only – you only have, like, $12 million, yeah. give or take, wrapped up into your quarterback's. I'm fine with that. And Mitch Trubisky, he's a proven starter. He proved that he can come in and play. I, I, I have no problem with it. Why Why everyone wants to get rid of him? Like, who, who are you going to get to back him up? Probably going to have to pay the same amount or more to get a – if you want someone better than him. Yeah. Pay more or no. you're going to pay less and get someone who's worse. And then what if happens if, you know, Kenny goes down? What are you going to do then? Then the season's over. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. They, they it, it would be wise to keep Mitch around. He already knows the system. He knows the playbooks. He's came in and played meaningful games for this team, regular season mm-hmm. games. And uh, you know what I mean? If they would go the other route, you have to kind of start over in a sense. And two, uh, Mike, what what about from Mitch's view? Where where, where does you know, because like you just mentioned, the money would be a big thing because mm-hmm. you're paying your quarter, two quarterbacks, your one and two, $12 million total. What's going on through Mitch's mind, though? Because Mitch wasn't too thrilled as the season went on. They brought him in under one pretense and they, you know, other things yeah. didn't happen that way. Where, where's Mitch's head now? We know what we know what um, Rooney's head is saying. Mm-hmm. What does Mitch's head say? Maybe, God, take a look at the quarterback market, see what's out there, and see, hey, if team needs a starting quarterback and they're not going to go out and get one in the draft, hey, do you guys want to try and work out a trade? See what you can get for me. Hey, or can you give me my release or, you know, something along those lines? That's yeah. about all his recourses he has is to either ask for a trade or ask for a release release based on what the quarterback market would be or, or if he's comfortable in his role here and in his abilities and thinking, hey, nope. I'm one injury away from getting in back in or I'm, you know, a couple bad games from this quarterback from coming in. Now, me personally, should you pay me my money? I'll sit here. I'll be your number two quarterback. Yeah. I'll hold your clipboard. You know, I'll talk, I'll talk to him on the sideline. Mitch wants to play. Mitch came here under the impression that he was going to play. Yeah. You know, I, that's what I'm saying. I Rooney Rooney's awfully confident and, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I think at this point he would be the perfect guy to keep as a backup. But on the other hand, like I said, yeah. you got to think from behind his eyes because, you know, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to stand around and um, hold a clipboard. I, it's going to be interesting, Mike. And on the other hand, you don't want to get to the point where we're saying, well, let me give you more money, more money, more money, mm-hmm. because that's kind of going against, you know, having that really good deal of this one yeah. and two where we're getting basically away for, for nothing. So I think Mitch is going to be an interesting decision to make down the road here, yeah. Mike, well, along with a bunch of other guys. I mean, there's a lot of things that's going to be going on as far as, free agency, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, Mike, he's, real quick, I'm just looking at his base salary is $8 million. Total cap it is $10.6 million. And then Kenny okay. is, if this thing will load, Kenny's total cap hit is, let's round it up, 3.2. Yeah. So you're like thirteen, fourteen million dollars for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Some people pay. I, it, you know. that, that's fine. That's fine. I have Some no pay a lot more that. than that for a starting quarterback that isn't worth a damn. That they have no, mm-hmm. no, no. You know what I mean? No chance. I like it. 
I hope he sticks around. Like I said, the Rooney's are awfully confident. Mike, I do have one more thing. I, I a couple of things. I want to do something here before we get to the end of the show today. Something yeah. a little different. Mike, I want to go down through. I want to know who. I want to know who your MVP of the Steelers was this year. I want to know who you thought was the mm. best offensive player, who's the best defensive player, who the biggest surprise and the biggest disappointment was on this Pittsburgh Steeler team in these last 10 minutes. So let's get it started, Mike. Um, let's start from the bottom of the list. Who was your biggest disappointment on this Pittsburgh Steeler team in the 22 season, Mike? Your biggest disappointment. Hmm. Somebody just disappointed you. Somebody that you thought to yourself, oh my, I'm so disappointed in them. Wow. That's that's a that's a good one. Um Deontay Johnson. I know it's gonna be easy to say Devin Bush, but I didn't have high expectations for him. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna to have to go with Yeah, Deontay Johnson. I you know, this guy, my God, he has all the talent in the world. Mm. You'd think he would, this would be the year he would put it all together, you know, right? 1,200 yards, 10 to 12 touchdowns, complete package, and he he was not it. I'm not going to pile on Deontay, but I, I agree with you, Mike. I, that would be my pick as well. Mm-hmm. I think when your number one gets zero, here's the thing. If the guy was out 10 games, that would be a whole different story. He played a lot. Whether he had a yeah. couple injuries in the middle there, where he, that, that doesn't mean anything. You yeah. play an extra game now, so mm-hmm. you're doing, you have an extra game. He got no touchdowns at all. I mean, at some point that becomes you, you have to make it happen and get something done because like I said, as, 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 as rough as it was a season to have quarterback wise and everything that we had going on, these other guys still found ways to find the end zone. Yep. That comes on you. If you're number one, you have to at some point make plays. Yep. He Mike, is my biggest disappointment as well. Who is your biggest surprise? Who, who was you most delighted for this on, on this football team, Mike? Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, that that's another good one. Thinking here, who biggest surprise? Biggest surprise? George Pickens, because he's the guy who came in with all the hype, all the expectations. People were everyone was talking him up. Normally, when you get someone like that, everyone's all hyped for. It. Mm, they just they tend to be to be average or like they don't wow you. This guy wowed every yeah. time he was given the opportunity. He wowed and he stepped up. My oh, yeah. biggest surprise, you say GP, I, Mike, I'm going to go with Jalen Warren. And for Ooh. this reason, and this reason only, he was able to step in and fill that role every time he was mm-hmm. called on. When Najee was out, when they were running a, as, a, as a, um, a, a tandem with the two guys, when they had extra guys, yeah. any time oh, yeah. that Jalen Warren touched that ball, it was always purpose. Yes. It was always productive. Uh, we put him in situations in closed games to get short yards. We put him in situations out on out in the, the the wing to catch passes. Mike, there were so many things that this guy did during the season that really wowed me. And you know, he's not a, 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 a wow player. He's no. a he's a Heinz Ward kind of guy, in my opinion. He's a tough guy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get up. He's gonna he's gonna smack you. Then he's gonna get up and smile on your face. That's what I like about him. He was my biggest surprise overall, Mike. And yeah. like it's the biggest delight for me seeing uh, somebody just come out of nowhere and, and have that. Yeah, kind of I, I can't believe I can't believe I forgot <clears throat> about Jalen Warren. Oh, shame on me for six weeks. Yeah, Mike, the best defensive player, the best defensive player on this team this season. Who would you have to go with? God, that's easy, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka, Minka, yeah, yeah. What led the team in tied for the league lead in interceptions? Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, or I know he was up there. Um, yeah, this guy was all over the place, game in, game out. He, yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick, without a doubt. Uh, best defensive player, <laughs> and I'm not going to be correct, so to speak, mm-hmm. but I'm just taking somebody else because I don't want to take Minka as well. <laughs> I thought, can. Mike, that Oak and Joby played very well. Ooh, I really liked watching him play football. And and every time I turned around, he was he was involved in tackles, backfield rush. I mean, we didn't get to the. It's wild. Our defense is rough, which is wild, which was you know a conversation for a whole other day. But yeah, what he was able to do, Mike, I, I was really impressed. He was my favorite, best defensive player on the team this year, Oak and Joby. Yeah, I I put him up there. He he helped solidify that defensive line. My God, 
he did what he was needed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. He came in, he did his job, he was productive. I liked him. I didn't, yeah, you know, come from, from Cincinnati and Cleveland. I thought, hey, what are we getting? Yeah. Very, very, very. I liked him a lot. I liked yeah, him real a lot. quick. I, you know, I just, I just like to see him in a Baltimore uniform next year. That way, he can complete the, uh, the AFC uh, yeah. North <laughs> portion of his career. Absolutely. Uh, best offensive player of the year, Mike. Hmm. Wow. Best offensive player. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go totally, totally off the board here and go James Daniels. Guard, okay. he's solid- he helps solidify that offensive line. Um, he came over from the Bears. Um, oh my god, the dude in pass blocking is insane. If run blocking is very well, I, I think he's he's the anchor on that offensive line. Normally, your anchor is your center, but I think in on this unit, it is James Daniels. He was that steadying influence on everyone on that line. He consistently game in and game out. He was just he impressed every game. I my my offensive player, Mike, my best offensive player of the year for the Steelers is going to be Pat Fryermuth. I think despite all the problems we had with the passing game, the inconsistencies with quarterbacks, and he is still still able to be in the position where you could say in his first two seasons he is the only besides one other tight end in the history of the game person tight end to have plus sixty catches. I think that without a shadow of doubt in my mind puts him in the best offensive player of the year. Pat Fryermuth is mine. Mike says James Daniel, which is a good pick as well. I, you, know, you don't expect people to go with the offensive line when they're doing this, but you know I like that. I like that, Mike. You're breaking the you're breaking the mold, man. Well, we we saw in that game that Philadelphia game against the Niners how dominant that offensive line was and how what, they were able to just neutralize their front four. Boso did he even play in this game? They 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 just washed him out. Yeah, they they washed him out and. Offensive lines are very, very important. And finally, Mike, finally, to wrap it up, who is your team MVP, your Pittsburgh Steeler MVP of the 2022 season? Mike, we can only pick one. Who's it going to be? Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka? Uh, Minka, uh, to me, he was the most consistent player from game in, game out. Uh, Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I think I give the Minka. Minka was the MVP. I think he's the front runner uh, for sure. You know, he, he's the leading all-pro vote-getter in his mm-hmm. uh, position. He had the most interceptions. I, you know, you can't you can't go against him, even if you want to. And I wanted to, just so we both didn't pick the same guy. But you know, He's just that good. You to, can't do that. He's the guy. So there you have it, everybody. There you have that segment of uh, the best of. We had this biggest disappointment, <laughs> surprise, best offensive and defensive players, and the MVP of this uh, team this year, Mike. So. Yes. The MVP of, of the podcast is popping his little head in. There he is. There's the MVP of the podcast. Mike, you want to go and tell everybody about the website? Yes, two dumbyinsers.com, the number two, D-U-M-Y-I-N-Z-E-R-S.com. Head on over there. We have links to everything you need, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, the three main platforms where you can find us, especially if you go to Anchor, you click on that RSS feed, you'll find us wherever you need us. There you go, everybody. To go check it out, Mike. Great job, as always. Uh, we are live every day from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Right here, you can check us out. <clears throat> Man, I can't wait till the, the the weather warms up, Mike. I'm flemmy the whole thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, the show that we do today will be uploaded this evening, eight o'clock every day. That show we do that day it gets uploaded at eight o'clock in the evening over on Spotify. If you only have time to. Listen or, uh, you know, maybe put it on on your way to work, you know, things like that in the car. Check it out over on Spotify. Mike, we do have a little bit of time. Do you want to try to knock out a Super Bowl trivia for the day? Yeah, let's do one real quick here. All right, here we go. Uh, Are you ready? I am ready. All right, let's do this. What team holds the record for forcing the most, most turnovers in a Super Bowl? Which team holds the record for forcing the most turnovers in a Super Bowl game? Is the trivia of the day? Of course, it's a Super Bowl trivia leading hmm. us up to the Super Bowl. Uh, Mike, I'm going to give you the numbers first, okay? Okay. And then you give me a team. What uh, team holds the record for forcing the most turnovers in a Super Bowl? The numbers are this. Four interceptions and five, five forced fumbles. Mm. total of nine like nine 85 
turnovers in a Super Bowl game. And you say the 85 Bears? Yes. Good guess. I, I, I got to give you that. Um, it's incorrect, however. Mike, the game that I'm talking about would be the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl 27 over the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. I don't remember if that was the first or second of that uh, back-to-back quarterback yeah. or Super Bowl run between those two teams. But, Mike, they forced them to nine, nine, nine <laughs> turnovers. insane. <laughs> Four interceptions, five fumbles. I mean, did Buffalo do anything? That's not, you know, nine no. possessions. That is, that's, that's bad, man. That's half a season for most teams. Uh, yeah. So, there you have that. Uh, Mike, do you have anything for we to take off for today, man? No, no, no. I got nothing. Hopefully, hopefully soon we'll be back live. Yes, yes, people. Things are getting back to normal. Like I said, we are kind of going through a little turbulence with the sh- with uh, the technical issues of the show. But I, uh, you know, we're gonna get it all squared away. I'm gonna go beat my head in the wall for a couple hours, and things are gonna be okay tomorrow. And if they're not, um, you know, we'll continue, rinse, repeat, you know, whatever. And we will, uh, you know, we'll get it all. We'll, we'll get we'll it, get man. It. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it there someday. But hey, <laughs> for Ryan. Mike, the two dumb yins. We appreciate everybody watching as always. And uh, you guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya. (laughs) No, 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 no.